All right, amen. Greeting with the Holy Word's peace. Peace be multiplied. They had the uh, Hall of Fame inductees on uh, TV yesterday, and I was really excited because this, there was a guy called Jerry Kramer who played under Vince Lombardi, who was an offensive guard, probably the best that ever played the game. And uh, the, the lesson behind that is uh, he should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago, but uh, for some reason he got passed up. This is a lesson for all of you all. Well, he got inducted to the Hall of Fame yesterday, 45 years later, and he's 82 years old. Yeah, and that lets us know that what is due to you, you'll get it sooner or later. You'll get it sooner or later. And uh, 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 being uh, getting close to football time, uh, and he talked about Coach Lombardi, and you all know that Coach Lombardi is my, one of my favorite people. Coach Lombardi was a hard so-and-so, uh, but he wanted his players to be the best that they could be. Do you understand? That's right. He wanted them to be 100%. People talk 110, 120, there's no such thing. But he wanted his players to be 100%. And he has, I think, 13 or 14 people off that team that won the first Super Bowls. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs first and then the Raiders the second time. Uh, won both of those Super Bowls. And, you know, but, I mean, you know, Chiefs felt good to be in that uh, play against them. Uh, you know, so, yeah. Sometimes it is. <laughs> so, but... Uh, the first Super Bowls were won. They won five national championships, and he didn't have any really like super superstars. He took average people and got 100% out of those average people. And those average people came together as a unit and became an excellent team. Coach Lombardi used words like discipline, excellent, perfection, and all of those kind of words. And when they interview his people, even today, and one of the greatest interviews he had was by uh, uh, Jerry Kramer years ago, and he said, I think of him every day. And Willie Davis was one of his uh, uh, defensive tackle, and uh, defensive end, excuse me, defensive end, his brother that he brought to Green Bay, said he gave us life lessons. He taught us how to live from football experiences. And so I'm a person that likes words also. I think words are very important if you know where to put those words. You, you understand what I'm saying? Right. And unfortunately, sometimes some of us has got caught up in to the King James Version, but now we have the voice, the message, NIV, and the version. So there's a lot of talk about that. Well, it wasn't written in English in the first place. All right? And so uh, I love the message sometimes. The guy that wrote the message called himself a Bible interpreter. Okay, and what I try to do as a pastor, I don't like the word pastor, but I have this the position I have. I would rather be called a spiritual coach, a spiritual coach which gives life lessons, and that is my calling, and I stay in my lane. You see, a spiritual coach that gives life lessons, and so it it it, it it's it's a good thing today because what I, we when. When someone makes it and does a good job, they like to hear it from someone. You know, we all want someone to be proud of us. Isn't that right? And we like to be encouraged. And it's just like the word Christian means what? Christ-like. And so we try to be like Christ. And people want to say this, be your own person. You can be your own person, but you still need role models. 
Does that make sense? And then you still need information and encouragers from other people. And what is amazing when I listen to the inductions, they do that, all of them talk about people outside the family. They talk about coaches and teachers outside the family. And uh, so uh, today, you know, I want, my, I want to be in the image of Christ. That's what, that's what being a Christian is. And I'm working on being Christ-like. That's what that means. Amen? And so that's what we try to be. But we should also be able to look in the Bible and find a church, a church that we would like to pattern ourselves after. Does that make sense? A church, a, a body of Christ, of people that, that was a, a special church. And there was no one any better than Paul of knowing what to do, how to do, when to do in a church. You agree with that? And so Paul is the one that really taught us about the res- really the resurrection of Christ and the cross before the other disciples. They didn't quite get it, but Paul's the one that really taught us about Jesus Christ's death, crucifixion, and resurrection. And God put him in a special place as being a, a writer and a minister to the church. And so Today, we want to talk about a church that we want to be like. With all the confusion and chaos that's going on, and we see that, the church, has, has, the church hasn't lost its power, but Satan has drawn people from the church. And we see that. How can you have 25 shootings in four days in a small town like uh, Kansas City? Well, all right? And they can do all the marching they want to do, and you can do all those visuals you want to do until people's heart gets changed and people's mind gets changed, nothing's going to get any better. There was a time, now some of you all remember that, some of you don't, but there was a time when we would look on TV and look at the marches and all of the things were going on, and the protesters, I'm talking in the 60s, 70s, there would be men marching with their boys and with their daughters. You would look in the church and you would see, uh, you remember some of the little girls would have their little hair ironed with the iron, that iron hot on, y'all know, you do it years ago, and and there was, they would have they, what they call Sunday shoes and Sunday clothes, right? And you went to church. That's right. And, and, uh, and some of y'all older was my age, you know, and you didn't act up in church, right? Because anybody could get you then, right? right. But, but the church was the very core and the very power of our society in those days. And we've lost that. And that's why we have, let me tell you, a man that doesn't love God and doesn't love himself won't respect you. That's right. You see, and that's why we have, we, and and I'd like to get the only, because y'all love me, and say it's going to hurt some feelings in here. See, the only time we see some of these young men in the church is when we see them laying up here. That's right. You see, that's the only time they come in here. You see, uh, uh, but if we want to stop it, we got to start bringing these little boys. They're doing it. It's the boys, these little boys and these little girls. We got to start bringing the church here. That's right. And and get them saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. So we want to be a church that God is proud of. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so we're going to come from and and I like words and we're going to use these words and just have us and have a learning session. Can we do that? And we ask God to give you a learning ear so that you hear what the speaker has to say. Here we go. I'll be reading a letter in Philippians chapter 1, beginning with verse 1 from the NIV. The apostle writes, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi. So he's writing to this church, and Timothy is writing for Paul. And if you know it, later on in Paul's life, he had a little trouble seeing. 
And so Timothy helped him write a lot of his stuff. Okay? He says, together with the overseers, elders, and deacons. And, and he starts out in, in, I think this is the NIV we're reading, and in the message it says, to the pastors and to the ministers. Who are the ministers? Us. You all are the ministers, all right? And he's writing to these people, and listen what he says about this group of people. He says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where grace and peace only comes through God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want peace, that's your prayer, all right? I thank my God every time I remember you. Isn't that something that you got this head guy, and he's thinking, he just thanks God every time he thinks about Christ Temple North. Wouldn't that be something? Amen. That he, 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 this church is so special. You're talking about Paul, who's a busy man and who had, was over a lot of churches. He really loved this church. And when he thought about this church, he said, I thank God for this church. All right. He says in verse 4, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. And he says, when I pray for Christ Temple North, I pray for Christ Temple North with joy. Wouldn't we want Paul to say that about us? That his very thought about us motivated him into saying, man, when I think about Christ Temple North, it just brings joy to my spirit and to my soul. All right? You know he's talking to, don't you? He'd be talking to you. Right. Do you know who I'm talking about to this morning? I'm talking to you this morning. This is the church we want to be. All right? He prays with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And, and that's what we in here. We call the, I call this the book of life commentary. This is a commentary to teach you how to live your life. That's right. All right? Being confident of this, that, who, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And he's saying, Christ Temple North, you just keep on working. You keep on working and doing what God would have you to do until Jesus Christ comes. Isn't that beautiful? See, that means you're doing something right. We always talk about churches, what churches are doing wrong. This, no, no, there's churches doing it right, and we want to be a church that's doing the right thing. That's right. We ain't caught up into all the politics and church politics, which goes insane, boards and titles and all of this. We want to do it right. All right? From the voice in verse 6, it says that he will not stop in mid-design, but will keep perfecting you until the day of Jesus the anointed <laughs> returns to redeem the world. And I love that. We want Jesus Christ to do what? Keep perfecting Christ Temple North. That's right. We want to keep, don't we want that? Ain't say amen to y'all. Yeah, we want, to, we want to be, we don't care about how big or how small we are. We want a church that keeps perfecting because there's, some, there's always room for us to have improvement in our lives. That's right. All right, perfecting is? To make completely free from faults or defects. So we want the Holy Spirit to come in us and, and to help us as individuals to, to take away the faults and the defects in our personal life. Isn't that right? That's right. Keep going. Perfecting is also bring to completion or finish and as to leave nothing wanting. We don't want to leave anything wanting. We want to be fulfilled. We want to fulfill all of our destinies. I'm talking to y'all. That's right. You see, you're the church. That's right. I'm the pastor. You're the church. The church is failing is because church people have forgotten who they are and their calling, right? That's right. All right. And it's wanting which is fully informed, skilled, and complete in moral excellence. And we're looking for what? Moral excellence. That's an individual thing. That's when people come to me and tell me they're going to do something, I just look at them. 
do you all know that there's nothing, these guys are just switching, he had to go someplace, y'all look at me, because I'm better looking, all right? So, uh, so we're talking about moral excellence, right? That's right. You have moral excellence? We want, see, this is when people come to join, this is what I don't like about opening the doors of church, and you all know that. We don't need no help in here. We got this covered. I want you to come to me and say, I want to be under the ministry and to be taught, and the Holy Spirit has shown me this is a place that will help me in moral excellence. Come on here. Come on here. You see, we're the only church, and some of you all don't know it because visitors, before you can be a deacon in this church, I talk to your wife. That's right. Before you can be a minister in this church, I talk to your wife. You understand what I'm saying? If you ain't got that, I'll talk to your mama. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got somebody you live with got to tell me who you are. That's right. All right, because we about more excellence over here. And we, the reason we know about more excellence over here is because we failed. We've all failed in here, right? Well, some of y'all may not admit it, but most of, I can tell you this, I know all the ministers in here, they all failed. Amen. They all lived in sin. God delivered them from sin, and now they're working on moral excellence. And God will, yeah, come on, thank you, amen to that. Right. You see, and what we do over here is we don't do no shame, no blame. We're saying, Lord, we know that we live the filthy life. We know that we've sinned. We know that we've committed sin, but we're here to get delivered. We're here to get delivered, saved, and we're here to learn how to live a life of moral excellence. Isn't that all right? Amen. All right. Am I doing all right? Amen. All right. Verse 7, it says that it is right for me to feel this way about all of you. Isn't that something? He's saying it's right to feel it right about the pastor. All of you. He's talking about the congregation. He's talking about the congregation. You see, and, and I love this. I went to a place once, and they, all these people had all these titles, right? They bishops and, and they ministers and all this. And I told them, and my message was, you know, God knows who you are up under them clothes. That's right. They didn't want to hear it, my sister. I'm, I'm talking, uh, you know, I, I, uh, Logan's mom. Is that Logan? That's your mother? Logan's mother knows that. We know about the old school. I'm going to talk to some old school folks. You can dress this thing up. But God knows what's, what's hiding up under all that stuff. Yeah, it does. He knows who he knows who Bishop really is. That's right. Come on here. He knows who Pastor really is. Yeah, it does. He knows who Deacon it really is and Deacon is. You understand what I'm saying? So this is about over here. This is why we work on moral excellence over here. We ain't trying to put it on no show over here. We hurting. If you are in Christ Temple North, you got issues. If you come to this church, you got issues to work on, right? Right. And we come here every Sunday to get a, get, for, get a little spanking from Coach Fields, right. right? And Coach Fields deserves to give you spanking. Ask why. He got a beating when he done this studying. That's right. <laughs> you see? So moral excellence is what we do. We're trying to be excellent. We're trying to live a, a more excellent life. That's right. Nobody's ever challenged some of you to do that. That's what the challenge is in Christ Temple North for me from here on back to the back is to live a more excellent life. Amen? Amen. All right, sir. The apostle says, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. But he said this, he loved this church because these people were trying to do the best they could do. They were working hard at it. I don't know if any of you watch the WNBA. They do the commercials with the lady basketball players and they show them doing something. Then they'll look at the camera and say, I'm working here. Watch me. No, it's like this. It said, watch me work. And this is what we want to do. We're working on our lives That's right. to be better people. Uh, we, want, we want to make God proud. We want someone like the Paul would write to us and say, y'all go to Christ Temple North. 
Yeah, they got issues in Christ Temple North, but they working on moral excellence. Yeah, see? You see, see? Now, if you don't want to work, you're in the wrong church because you want to go to one of those churches and fake it. But in here, if, if I'm looking at you in here, you got issues. That's right. And we're working on it from me on down to, the, you see, we work daily. Don't we work daily? Yes, sir. The Bible says we renew our mind daily. That means it gets trashed up. That's right. Come on here, all right? The apostle says, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. And he says he, he carries. See, if when you carry, when those guys were talking, when they were getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, they were carrying the words of coaches. And, of course, most of them started out carrying the words of mama, which is always a tragedy because that means daddy wasn't there. But they were talking about coaches, and then some did talk about daddies because they're carrying that. You see, you carry what you learn. You can't learn unless you've been taught. That's right. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Y'all, you with me? So we, got, we want the world to say, hey, we, we, we Christians, we say, but come and watch us work because we're working on moral excellence. That's right. All right? God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And he said, I mean, he's so powerful. He said, you can ask God how much I love you. Let me tell you something. You want to hear something? Want to hear a secret? Some of you can ask God how much I love being your pastor. Because there are people in here that's listening to pastor. And to listen to me, you got to love me. That's right. You see? Man, I talk about people losing weight and stuff up in here. Yeah, and, and getting off medications up in here. And, and uh, she's not here today, but Logan and Kim, uh, I, Logan walked, y'all know Logan, raise your hand. Logan walked through the line, I done this, look over there at him. I done this. What's that all about? He, look at him now. Him and Kim just went to, and got lost all that weight, and I'm so proud of them. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm calling them out today. Sister Marvetta, raise your hand. She got chewed out when my pastor feels loose and weight and get off half all that medication. Are you off half of that medication? Well, with the doctor. Come on, give her a hand. Right. You see what I'm saying? Larry's back at the back with the children has lost 50 pounds. Yes. Sister Gwen is about to get off half her medication from working out, right? You see what I'm saying? And this is what it's about. But because I love you, I'm going to get in your face sometimes and tell you what you need to be doing. Right. This young man has lost tremendous weight because he wanted to get in the Air Force. And when are you, and, and did you make it? And you're going to be back next time. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Getting ready to go to the Air Force. Yeah. You see, because his, his pastor and his father's on him. And I'll say it because some people need it. Right. Brother Travis, I told Brother Travis, I'm so proud of him, how he took care of them boys. You know what? The greatest gift, look at me, son. The greatest gift your pastor, excuse me. I know I'm a great gift, but this is talking about your daddy. But anyway, <laughs> the, the greatest thing your father ever gave you was to bring you to a place where you could get Christ and receive him for your personal Lord and Savior. And that's a blessing to have a man do that. Right. You can't give nobody. You can't give nobody nothing better than bringing them to Christ and teaching and bringing them to a place where they learn moral excellence. And that's what we will do in this church. We are striving for moral excellence. Satan is a liar, and he cannot stop us from doing that. That's what we do here. We're going to be better husbands, better fathers, better wives, better mothers, better children. Isn't that right? right. And brother, brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. Because we will try to be excellent. 
We're trying to be perfect. And this Lombardi says we will try to be perfectionists. We will try to be perfect. And if we fall, we'll just be excellent. That's right. That's right. Do you understand? Oh, right, vice verse. That's what we in here. And this is why pastor does these messages, because you can do it. You can do it. You see, in my, and I ain't getting ready to die. Right? You see, Lombardi's people did. The thing that I want someone to do when they, when they do my little thing and I'm going on into the kingdom, it says one thing about pastor. He taught me how to be a man. That's right. He taught me how to be respectful. He taught me integrity. He taught me honor. Women and men say that. That's all I need. They can do their little singing and, and, and all that other stuff. But the most important thing to be to me, that because you were in this church, that you weren't afraid to take the challenge. We ain't afraid that because we want to be this church. We want to be these people. Come on here. Amen? Amen. All right. Now reading verse 9 through 11 from the message, the voice, and then the NIV. It says, so this is my prayer, that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but well. See, see he says this is, this is his prayer, that we will love, our love will flourish and we'll love well. He's talking to each other. I'm sick of all this racist stuff going on. It's crazy. And folks shooting folks, killing folks, don't like folks. You don't know me. How can you dislike me? Well. You see, uh, you see, but we want our, in this church, it's got to start in here. That's right. We got to start in here. There's some people in here may, you need, might need to apologize to somebody and start again. Let sure. your love flourish in these households. All right. Flourish is to grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way. We want, to, we want our love to grow and develop in a healthy and vigorous way. Isn't that right? Amen. Uh, uh, to, to thrive. We want that. We want that. Come on, folks. This is Jesus. You are supposed to be like Christ. That's right. Christ loves people. He was around people. Every, read the Gospels. He was around people like some of us. You know, some of us who were drinking wine at the wedding. That's right. They were part, they parted at weddings. That's right. He was my Lord, Travis. I don't know. Have y'all read the New Testament? Let me tell you, he hung out with me. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because you know I was at the wedding. Right? Partying. That's right. Yeah, talking trash. Come on. Right? Dancing. I guess they danced the weddings them days, right? Where was Jesus? Right there. Right there with those people. Do you understand? Guess what he was doing? Loving those people. When all the critics and all of the people threw the woman, the harlot in the circle, right? What did Jesus do? They don't know. He wrote something in the, in the grass. Potter wrote their sins. And then they flew out of there, didn't they? He showed her what? He showed her love. Didn't he do it? And then he reached down and said, daughter? Yes, he did. Daughter, where are those that are where are your accusers? And she said, none, master. And he said to her, I don't accuse you either. He said, go and don't sin no more. That's called love. That's called love. You see? Uh, that little arrogant little people sometimes get a little arrogant. Don't y'all do it. Sometimes short people get arrogant. I'm talking about shorter than me. Sometimes short people get a little arrogant. <laughs> I'm talking about short. sometimes short people get arrogant, right? And so they'll climb up in a tree. Come on here with me. Yeah, they'll climb up in a tree and, 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 and look down. Because sometimes we want to get up high so we can look down on everybody else. And I heard him say, Johnny, come on down out of that tree. I'm going to your house today because of love. Do you understand me? And if we want to get together, yes. Yes, he loved, he loved the Gentiles, didn't he? 
And those one, he loved the Jews, didn't he? He showed love, and he wants our love to flourish, just flourish, just like his love do. I love this brother here. I've been knowing this brother for a long time. I love this brother here. And, and, and I, I could call this brother right here anytime, any situation, and circumstance. He'd be there for me. That's right. You see? Because, see, love's colorblind. Come on here. Come on here. Come on here. All right. Come on. Here we go. Could have done it without your teacher. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. That's right. To flourish is also to thrive, prosper, and achieve success. And that's what we're about over here. We're going to be successful, first of all, as God men and God women, then everything else flows from there. You see? You successful in Christ, you can't fail in nothing else. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. you got to believe that. All right. Again, Paul prayed that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but well. See, right. Love well. Come on. Love well. He's talking about the right kind of love. We're going to get into that in a minute. All right, here we go. He says, learn to love appropriately. Learn to love appropriately. Because we throw that word around too crazy. Like, there's many of us in here, and if you haven't done it, you don't have to say amen. If you have done it, say amen. Many of us have told folks we love them to get what we wanted. Amen. Tell the truth about the whole thing. Amen. Yeah. And folks believe that. Now, they weren't in the spirit. But if they'd have been in the spirit, they'd have known that we, weren't, we really didn't mean that, right? That's right. All right? Sometimes we tell people we love, but the way we treat them is not showing them that we love them the way they should be loved. That's right. Because we use it as a word. That's right. All right? And appropriately is an approachable and calm manner. Do you love me this morning? Amen. Do you love me this morning? You came here to listen because you know Pastor loves you. And you love him. And we love each other in here. Then we want God to challenge us. We want God to direct us. Because we ought to love each other. All right, because sometimes you ain't got family. There's not enough around you, but you ought to have brothers and sisters in Christ, which is a huge family. All right? Appropriately also means responding properly in circumstances. What? Responding what? Properly. Properly in certain situations. There used to be a group called, uh, and they still have it, uh, uh, Big Brothers, and they still had it, but they had to shrink it down because the, kid, the men that were supposed to help the boys were supposed to love the men, uh, the boys, and minister to the men, and they found out too many of them were trying to get to the women. Well, That's not appropriate type love. That's right. Love never asks for anything that doesn't belong to them, never causes pain, huh? That's right. And never causes grief. That's right. That's appropriate love. Love always comes to assist, to help, all right? It also means to be right and suitable. It's to be right and suitable. You see, it hugs right and it talks right. That's right. You see, one of the things that I appreciated in the church uh, a few Wednesdays ago, I was talking to Brother West and, and I hugged Brother West and we hugged and, and I said, I love you, man. And, we, and then Nathan was walking in and he got in on it. He hugged Brother West and hugged me. And we're real about that. That's right. See, I need somebody to love me. Amen. I need somebody to love me. Amen. I don't have, and I ain't talking about my kids. I don't have a biological family. Don't know any of the fields. But guess what? 
it wouldn't be as big as the one God gave me anyway. And they couldn't love me like the one God gave me. You understand? And that's what it's about. And that's what Christ Temple North is going to be about as long as I can breathe. Okay? And then they'll take it on from there, whoever is. And I'll figure they'll do that. Go ahead. Paul said, you need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and and intelligent. You need to do what? Use your head. Use your head and test your feelings and make sure it's an intelligent type of love. It's the real thing. In other words, not an emotion and not a feeling. It's real. All right? The message says not sentimental gush. Not what? The message says not what? Sentimental gush. The message says not sentimental gush. Which is expressive of tender emotions and feelings such as love or pity. Uh, love or pity. You ever, there's a lot of people got themselves in trouble with sentimental gush. They went to help somebody to get through something and they thought they were in love with them people. That's right. I'm trying to keep it clean. You understand That's what right. I'm saying? That's right. And it wind up just being a sentimental thing. That's right. <laughs> All right. It's also an abundant flow and excessive display of sentiment or enthusiasm. And sentimental gush is what? Bunch of garbage. Yeah. It, it's on there, isn't it? Sentimental gush. It ain't on there. It's in, no, oh, on there. Sentimental gush is a bunch of garbage. It should be right, right there, a bunch of garbage. Yeah, bunch of garbage. All right. Go ahead. Emotional garbage. Yeah, all right. That's it. Paul said, that's not what love is. He said, live lover's life circumspect, which means cautious, mm-hmm. and exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of. Are we doing that in Christ Temple North? Or do we have sections? Hmm. Do we have them, those, and them? Or do we love each other? I'm challenging you in here. You see, God, Jesus Christ loves sinners. You know that because you were one. What's wrong with us? All right? So ask yourself, are you exemplary? Are which you exemplary? Serving as a desirable role model? What? Serving as a desirable model. Are you a desirable role model? You see, when your kids are they acting like you, the fruit doesn't fall very far from the tree. What kind of role model are you? You see, if guys, if you treat your wife right, your, your daughter-in-law won't have any problems. Well... where the problem's at. There's not enough teachers for our young boys. Hmm. They're acting like they daddy. Daddy ain't saved. It's that sentimental gush. He only loves her when he wants something from her. Well. Come on. Come on. You want to say, keep it real, Pastor. Keep it real. What gets me in church, when people come to church and they hear people like me, they're all upset. Some of you ought to be praising God, my daughter and my grandkids won't live like me. All right, come on. All right. Exemplary is also representing the best of its kind. It's representing the best of its what? Kind. Are you representing the best? Are you representing the best? You ask yourself that. All right. Are you perfect or flawless? Hmm. Go ahead, the Bible says a life Jesus will be proud of, bountiful and fruits from the soul. All right, look at me. Would Jesus be proud of your life? Would he be proud of it? Would he be proud of how fruitful you are with the very life that he gave you? 
Would you be proud of that? Where am I at? Verse 11. Uh, here? Yes, sir. Yeah. I have to stand up and let me know what time, but I'm going to go ahead and finish with the voice in the NIV. Is that okay? All right, let's, let's go. It says, are you making Jesus attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise to God? Are you making Jesus attractive to all? You know how you make him attractive to all? By the way you live. That's right. Do you know why some people that come to church don't go to church? Because Christians are in there. That's right. That's right. So-called Christians. <laughs> Didn't get much out of that. Okay. The voice. Is the voice next? All yes. right. So the voice says, Here's what I pray for you. Father, may their love grow more and more in wisdom. And, and this is my prayer for this church. May our love grow more and more in wisdom and insight. Let me tell you something. If someone would see inside and discern some of these people, it would drop that suicide rate down. That's right. That's right. It takes wisdom and insight to know what another person is feeling. We hurt people's feelings because we don't have wisdom and insight, and we just start running off at the mouth, and we're hurting them because we're talking without wisdom and insight. We make mistakes because we don't have wisdom and insight. And we need that through Christ. Keep going, please. It says, so they will be able to examine and determine the best from everything else. we got to look for the best of everything else. And we look in, if you love me, then you see the best in me. That's right. There are some flaws in me, but if you love me, you see the best in me, and I'm being real about that. That's right. All right? It says, on the day of the anointed one, the day of his judgment, let them stand pure and blameless. And that's what we want to be able to do, because we're checking, we're trying to live moral excellence. We want to stand before God blameless. And we've got a helper. The blood of Jesus helps us. That's right. The Holy Spirit will be there with us. All right, here we go. Not just pure and blameless, but filled with the fruit of righteousness, mm. which is comprehending holy principles and affections of heart and conformity of life to the divine law, free from guilt or sin. That's how I want to live. That's how I want you to live. Because it's real when you do that. All right? The Bible says, fruit that ripens through Jesus the anointed. All this I pray with a view of God's ultimate praise and glory. That is my prayer for this church. We don't put on no show. We ain't trying to put a show in here. Why do I go to church? Because I'm a sinner. You know, why do I go to church? I'm working on some issues in my life. Why do I go to Christ Temple North? Because I can be accepted in there. I can be accepted in there. That's right. Yeah. They love over there. They don't care who you are. You ain't identified over here by what you do. You identified over here that you're a child of God. Period. Need some work, but I'm still a child of God. All right? Here we go. And lastly, the NIV says that this is my prayer, <laughs> that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. That's my prayer for Christ Temple North, Brother Wes. So that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. What is blessed. That's, what I, that's my prayer for this church. All right? Filled with the fruit of righteousness. And that's what we're going to be about. That comes through Jesus Christ. We're going to work it until we have the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. To the glory and praise of God. To the glory and the praise of God. Amen? Amen.
Come on, amen. Amen. Musicians, musicians can just sit there. Everybody can sit. Nobody needs to move. We don't have any announcements, do we? Just sit right there. I want them to be there. Let us stand together. Let us stand together and let us pray together that the power of the love of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Christ be upon this church. Yes, sir. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we've heard Paul talk about an incredible church, the Church of Philippi. We heard that. We want to be like that church. Yes. We want to be real. We don't want to be a church that's just caught up in the doctrine, that's just caught up into emotion. We want to be a church where we can love like you would have us to love one another. We can be a church that we can learn and grow and that we can reach that perfection that you would want from your brothers and your sons and daughters in Christ. That's the church we want to be. We want to be a church where we don't label folks. You come to Christ Temple North, you don't get labeled. The only label you get in here is good morning, brother, good morning, sister. We don't label people in this church. We don't have the right to label people in this church. You only can label people the way you want to label people. The only thing that we can do is accept, love, teach, preach, pray, whatever you asked us to do. But you are the one that will make a decision of who's who and where's where. We have no heaven or no hell to put anybody in. We don't have any finger to point at anyone. We want to love, love, love. We want to be real. And we want to start at each individual in the sound of my voice, that they look in that spiritual mirror and that they work on what's in the vision in that mirror, that you reflect to them and let us not be trying to pull weeds out of somebody else's garden when they're growing in ours. Let us tend to our business and do the love that you would have us to love. And there's somebody in this church today that feels good because they know they're in a place they don't have to hide. They don't have to hide their addiction. They don't have to hide their sin. They can come here and we're going to love them. And if they leave this church and fall astray, the good ones in the Bible says will go out and bring them back in gently, the scripture says, unless ye fall yourself into temptation. Let us be that church. And all in agreement said, Amen. Give God a hand clap. Now hold on a minute. This is Reverend Elliot. Brother Elliot's a pastor, as a minister in here. He's been in here a year, and uh, he will be getting used in here because you know I'm the one that's going to make sure you're going to hang with me. If you you got to hang with me, and so now he's in real trouble. <laughs> but we welcome you aboard. Right. 